Join RIT, Sister Laquita Otterbridge, flying beneath the kingdom radar. Originally, when I received notice to speak, I actually had two different exhortations that I was working on just over the last few months. And just I was just writing them up as the Holy Spirit was leading me. So I thought that I was going to just continue to allow the Holy Spirit to just direct me to one of the already existing exaltations that I was working on. However, during one of my early morning devotions, the Holy Spirit was very loud that this message was birthed in me as the message for today. And God's alignment is just unbelievable. I'm in awe of the alignment of the I'm just in awe of his alignment. And as we move into this message, you'll see that God is speaking to us very, very clearly in regards to workmanship. So my topic for today is flying beneath the kingdom radar. Talents and servanthood. So just as a lead-in into the message, I just want to summarize where we are heading with this message on flying beneath the kingdom radar. It is essentially a message for us to have a heightened awareness and vigilance as saints of God so that we don't get complacent in our walk with God convincing ourselves that we are doing enough. This kind of complacency can cause us to become oblivious to the gifting and talent that we carry. If we become oblivious to our talents, that lack of awareness can cause us to lose the gifting. If it is not being used for God, Heathens await to defile what should be our gifted strength and use it for ungodly. If we are not faithfully and consistently working with God the Father, who then becomes our Father? The heathen unbelievers lay in wait to adopt us into their ungodliness. But praise be to God who equips us Hallelujah. I have four points that I will be speaking from tonight. My first point, oblivious of the miscarriage. Point number two, the heathen surrogate. Point number three, the bail adoption. And point number four, saved to soar. Praise God. So my prayer is that this message that the Holy Spirit has poured into my soul is an encouragement and an empowerment for yours to fly high for kingdom workmanship. So Father, I ask that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my humbled and surrendered heart be acceptable in your sight. Hallelujah. For your glory. Amen. So that the kingdom of God can be glorified. Let's go straight to point number one, oblivious of the miscarriage. So let's first read the definition of what oblivious means. Not aware of 
or not concerned about what is happening around us. So, some questions that we should ask ourselves. Am I so busy that I am just not aware that my talents and servanthood is being requested of me? Am I willfully unconcerned with kingdom servanthood? Has my oblivion raised up a slothful spirit provoking complacency to sit just below the kingdom radar so that no one detects me so as to call upon my talents and servanthood? Mercy. God forbid. Let's take a read of one of my key scripture readings, Matthew 25, 14-30. A gracious thank you to Superintendent Battersby for reading it with much conviction earlier. <laughs> Owen in service, thank you. Here begins the reading of God's most holy word. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability and straight rates of his journey. Then he that had raised the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that had two, he also gained other two. But he that received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoned with them. And so he that received five talents came and brought the other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliveredst unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. For thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things, and thou into the joy of thy Lord. He also that had received the two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. And thou into the joy of the Lord. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art an hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not stored. And I was afraid, and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant. Thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not, and gather where I have not stored. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchanger, and then, at my coming, I should have received my own with usury, meaning with, with interest. He was looking for his interest. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him which hath ten talents. For unto every one that hath shall be given and he shall have abundance, but from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into utter darkness, there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. My goodness, this famous parable of the talents is an instruction to put our talents into work and work. We are called to servanthood for kingdom works. 
So we are each given talents, giftings, so that we can accomplish kingdom workmanship. Just as the master in this parable sought accountability from his servants, so shall we each have to answer to our Lord and Savior on the status of our kingdom workmanship. This man, his, with his one talent, completely unaware, oblivious of the value of his talent, decides to hide it. Are any of us here not using our one talent? Have we decided the value of its worth and determined that our talent is not good enough? So best to hide it? Or could we be sitting inside a slothful comfort zone beneath the kingdom radar, negating to rise to the challenge of being detected for servanthood? Verse 29 is exceedingly clear that if we do not use it, it shall be taken away. If we do not use it, we will lose it. If we are unaware of what talent that we carry, we will fail to nurture the gifting. A state of oblivion can cause us to miscarry our gifting. Don't get caught drifting beneath the kingdom radar. We are saints of the kingdom of God. We are lights of the world. Off the beams of our Father we shine. Matthew 5, 14 to 16 reminds us that we are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill, hallelujah, cannot be hid. Neither do man light a candle and put it under a bushel. We are not supposed to be hiding under the kingdom radar, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. We're supposed to let our light so shine before man that they may see our good works, our workmanship, our talents, our giftings, and glorify our Father. Hallelujah. Let's move on to point number two. The heathen surrogate. Let's read Colossians 3, 23 to 24. And whatsoever you do, do it heartily, as to the Lord and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. Failure to use the fullness of our gifts and talents, failure to avail ourselves of church workmanship as the church requires of us, a failure to tithe, failure to give birth to the breath of your God-given purpose, failure to wholeheartedly avail ourselves to God is a failure to glorify Him, which in turn is a blatant rebellion against the kingdom of God. And the health of our soul is attached to the legitimacy of our workmanship and servanthood, because the quantity of years in kingdom service is outweighed by the quality of that service to kingdom workmanship. And we must understand that to avail is not necessarily volunteering who puts the hand up first as much as it is the state of the soul. 
to avail is to be in a righteous and godly state that positions us to be usable vessels in the first place. We have to be mindful not to let our flesh desires derail us off the mark of our kingdom purpose. The heathen surrogate infiltrates to deprive us of our God-given talent and carry them for their own ungodly desires. Heathens attack the saved and the unsaved. Some examples for you. If you have the gift of seeing, but you use the gift of seeing about worldly foolishness, if you have the talent to teach, but you choose to teach of vile and treacherous worldly ideas, if you have been gifted with a given and compassionate heart, but you choose to align that with unequally yoked friendships and relationships, heathens will drain you. If God has placed you in certain work industries that allows you access to certain souls and you do not use that access to draw them to God, but instead you use the access for personal gain, whatever that looks like, the heathen surrogate is any other person or thing outside of God making use of your talent and gifting. So if you don't give birth to the fullness of your talents and your gifting, the heathen surrogate can come in and attach itself to you and your gifting and bring birth to your talents in an unrighteous and ungodly way. So saints, we are called to level up and press toward the mark. When the high calling is not our benchmark, we will inevitably hang out just beneath the kingdom radar. Let's take a look at Romans 6, 12 to 13. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. We must therefore be vigilant to not offer any parts of ourselves to sin as an instrument of wickedness, slothfulness, complacency, but rather offer every part of ourselves to God as an instrument of righteousness, not docking and hiding from kingdom work. We want to give birth to our talents, which are inherently blessed by our God to be a blessing to kingdom works. We must completely give ourselves away to God so we can level up to what he expects of us. Hallelujah. Let's move on to point three. Let's talk about the bail adoption. If we as saints of God are not prudently seeking God, the bail adoption seeps in like an aggressive demonic cancer of the soul. The bail adoption occurs when the state of a saint's oblivion is so drastically misaligned that they start to slip. Then the slipping turns into sliding, 
And before you know it, they are slipping and a sliding, ducking, hiding, and quietly backsliding. Examples of saints heading beneath the radar is a declining interest in church activities, making excuses as to why certain kingdom work is meant for someone else instead of themselves. Entertaining, engaging, and encouraging unequally yoked relationships with unsaved people, being too busy for kingdom serving for and sometimes a lack of confidence or a spirit of complacent slothfulness. These are just some examples that leave the gate open for bail intrusion in saints of God. Anything that we do or choose over God, our kingdom works and workmanship is an adoption into modern-day Baal worship. We must bring our own selves under subjection. Self-stewardship must be mastered before kingdom servanthood can take place. The kingdom is calling on our calling, our gifts, our talents are required of us. Our pastors expect a spirit of excellence in order to drive the kingdom mandate forward. The pastors hold a kingdom-bound duty of care to you to call you out if you are not moving inside your calling or if you are on autopilot hanging out just beneath the kingdom radar. God's kingdom stands is unwavering. So we are called to level up so that we can be used for kingdom glory. Let's take a read of 2 Kings 17 and verse 16. And they left all the commandments of the Lord their God and made molten images, even two calves, and made a grove and worshipped all the hosts of heaven and served Baal. This scripture text speaks of the Israelites' uh, rejection of God and turning to Baal worship. Scripture goes on uh, to say that they left all the commandments of the Lord, um, their God, and made molten images, and they served Baal. We have some colossal modern-day Baal worship going on amongst the unsaved in today's times. We just touched on Baal worshiping, how it seeps into the to the saved saint, but the unsaved, it's like a wide open door. The book of Romans, chapter one, that's what Paul speaks of this kind of vile and perverted behavior, how women change the natural use into that which is against nature, and man, leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust one toward another. Man with man, working that which is unseemly, bold and proud of their wicked ways. I have here an example of the unsaved adopting modern-day bail acts, predatory acts, rebellious acts, indecent acts, derogatory acts, and evil acts, nasty, prideful behavior against themselves and directed toward our children even. Absolutely nothing to hold pride about. But enraged 
angry and riddled and proud, proud and bold as a treacherous ex. This is one of the many bale adoptions of the unsaved. But we as saints of God are petitioned to abide in him and he, he will abide in us as saints. We must strategically and faithfully align ourselves to our God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit, so that we don't fall into a veil adoption. Let's move it to point four. Praise God. We are saved to soar. Thank you, Jesus. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, my goodness, ever being the ultimate example for us. He led a life on earth dedicated to servanthood. In Mark 10, 45, he says that the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. The washing of feet was actually considered to be one of the lowliest of servant jobs. Most of the servants ran from it. It was, it was considered the worst servant job to do. But yet Jesus humbly served his disciples and washed their feet. He served masses of people by teaching them godly principles. And his ultimate service to all mankind was the sacrifice of his own life. The ultimate servanthood. The ultimate servanthood. Let's take a look at Matthew 20 and verse 28. Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. My God. Our Heavenly Father wants to use the fullness of our talents for kingdom works. He needs us to get uncomfortable with complacency. We must fully give ourselves away. All of our talent and servanthood is being required of us. We are in some treacherous time and the kingdom of God is actively recruiting. We must endeavor to be conscious of the talent that we carry and use the fullness of it for kingdom work. The kingdom of God is beckoning us to squat up, level up, and team up, flying high with like-minded saints of God who avail themselves for kingdom work. Praise God. So in closing, let us be reminded that God is summoning us to fully give ourselves away. That's what he's asking for us, a full commitment to fully give ourselves away. We are saints of God. Beneath the kingdom radar is not our place. God desires to use us. We are kingdom empowered to do more. We are not saved to be complacent. We have been redeemed to soar. Hallelujah. May God richly bless you. And I pray that this message has encouraged and blessed you in some way today. And I invite you to sing this song with me as we take a moment just to reflect 
and the word shall seed it in our soul. God bless you. I give myself away. Give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away. I give myself away so you can. Come on, let it know. I give myself. Give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away. What would happen if the generation embraced this? Come on, tell them. Here I am. Here I am. Here I stand. Oh, yeah.